Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant South. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, what's going on with the music? This is the third day in a row. It just <laughs> does what it wants to do. <laughs> hey, I guess I guess the the uh, control system must have saw the topic of our show and is trying to get some uh, get some props. Talking about <laughs> music tonight. Yeah, you know, um, Blog Talk has done something wonderful now, and they've allowed you to do so many more things. But now we're still tweaking this thing. Yeah, we're trying to get it right. That's okay. There's a message behind that. We don't know what it is yet, but there is a message behind it. How was your day? Whew, you know, I had a very interesting day. You know, I was um, I worked most of this weekend, as you know, uh, trying to work out some kinks at, uh, in a program that I manage. And, you know, it was just, it was, it was rough. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I, I got a lot of work done. I got a you know, a lot of insight on some things that I have been working on. And so I'd say overall, today was was educational. Well, good. You know, so many times, man, we, 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 we ride in our cars and we hear music. Mm-hmm. And we're so quick to say that the music is uh, bad. The message is bad. But is it really? Or, is it, or are we in the wrong frame of mind when we hear the music to really receive the message that's coming behind it. You know, we hear all the time, rap music is bad, rap this is that, that, and this, this. a lot of this work is done by the devil and it's just bad and it's hurting our teens. Now, I agree, some of it is, but not all of it. Not all of it. Have you just ever brought, have you ever gone online and printed up a song, the lyrics of a song, and, and just read the songs without the beat? Things you know, I, I have, and you'd be surprised what most of these songs are talking about. You know, and we're gonna we're gonna still discuss some of that. But it's one song that comes to mind, and it's very very popular, and it has a dance associated with it. And uh, you know, and it was funny because I was, um, you know, I teach the children's church at my church, and. You know, we were teaching uh, one of the ladies who was over the children's department was teaching the kids some, you know, some church songs. And they, and they were children's songs. And the kids were kind of like dragging their feet and, oh, we got to have to sing this. You know, they were whining and moping. And so I got up and I said, how many people know Frank, that soldier boy? And everybody, oh, I know how to do the dance. Let me do the dance. Let me do the dance. And I said, well, sing it like, sing these songs like you would sing the Crank That Soldier Boy. And the kids just lit up because everybody knew Crank That Soldier Boy and everybody knew the dance. And, you know, they were so happy that somebody older than them knew what they were talking about, you know, knew the song, you know. But, you know, the thing about the song is, if you really listen to the real lyrics, not the ones that they put on the radio and not the ones that they commercialize, but the real lyrics, if you listen to them, you'd be very surprised at what you hear. You know, and, and I think a lot of people, they focus not so much on the music, but on the beats. Or they like the artist. You know, and, and, and sometimes when they're listening to... They, they even though they hear something that you know that face value if you really listen to it they're talking about you they're calling you this thing but you like it and so you listen I mean and what message does that send you know what message does that hold for you if you like to be called some of the things that these music uh, musicians put in the music and what they call you it seems like this type of music, it gives the children and people, it gives them so much energy. And so many times I've heard females say, I don't like the lyrics, but I like the beat. Right, right. So, but what is it 
that makes you dance to something that's calling you so many names. Well, they're not talking to me. Mm-hmm. That's good. At least you know they're not talking to you. But there is a message in this music that is that your subconscious mind is accepting, whether you know it or not. Once you hear it, it does something. Right. If you hear it over and over and over and over and over and over, at some point you're going to adopt that into your life. Well, it's the beat. It's not the words. It's not the lyrics. But now, Brian, if you, if you notice, the ones that receive all the big awards are the ones that send different messages. And I think all of them send different messages. But the ones that are like NDRE that sends positive stuff. And so many of our artists have been given the name, that bad, that bad name of their music is not good. That music is thuggish. That music is this. That music is that. But there's one that I'm going to stand up for. That's Keisha Cole. I have a song, Brian, that we're going to play a little bit later in the show. We're going to play the complete song. And I want people to hear it. And I want you to listen to the lyrics of this song. And most of the time, the people that are judging these artists, they're not being fair. Right. They're looking at them. They're looking at where they came from. Because they, a lot of times they can't relate to the situation that this person came from. But right. now that this person is coming out of that situation, they want to keep them in it. They want to call their music thuggish. They want to call it ghetto. Mm-hmm. But now this person has struggled, went against all the odds, and they made it. And now that they've made it, now that they're on stage, and now that they're giving back to the community and doing things, they're still being beaten down. And now these artists are making good quality music. But because it's not the music that the naysayers like, they're being beat down by it. You know, Greg, I I think it's important to also remember that it's not just that this artist is, you know, out there writing or any artist is out there just writing all this stuff that they have control over. You know, there's a thing called creative control. And, you know, being that I've been in the music industry in the past, you know, I understand creative control. You know, you don't have a whole lot of um, control over what you put out there. It's really what the record labels want to hear. You may have a song that, you know, is a great song that has great energy, great feeling, and a positive message. But if you're in that particular genre that... They don't want you putting that kind of music out. They want you putting out the stuff that's going to sell records, and not, you know. And if you're a, let's say you're a gangster hip hop artist, you turn around and make a song that's positive, and you're not going to get the same kind of response from your listeners unless you're an artist that have made it big, or if that's just part of what you do as an artist. You know, if you came out and all you said was, you know. You had a lot of, you know, misogynistic music and, and all it talked about was having sex and smoking and drinking and shooting and selling drugs. And then you turn around and you say, hey, I want to make a song that has, you know, heart and soul and feeling. And, it, you know, I want to have a departure from what I used to do. Your record label is going to say bye-bye. You know, case in point, I can remember when Lauren Hill had her first album, her first solo album. It, it blew up. Because that was the genre that she was in. You know, she was doing, you know, hip-hop music. And then the second album, she had more of a reggae style, and it was just kind of laid back and mellow. And, you know, it didn't go bronze. You know, she sold albums because she had a following, but, you know, she sold, she didn't sell nearly as many albums as when she was just strictly hip-hop. You know, and that goes to say, you know, her, when her message changed, you know, she it had a different effect. When she put a message in her music, you know, because in her other music she had a message, but it wasn't the same type of message. You know, no. she still had certain things that she talked about, but for the most part, when she really changed the style of her music, you know, even though the message wasn't much different, it it didn't sell. And it also wasn't wasn't really promoted by her label. 
Now let's look at Kirk Franklin. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful message that he's sending out. Yes. But why is this man being badgered? A lot of people say, well, he treats his choir wrong. He don't pay him. He don't do this. He don't do that. What's the message? We don't know the truth behind that. I don't know. I don't know. And some of us, is it that we're just too old-fashioned to make a joyful noise like he's doing, to accept the style that he's doing it? Is it different? Are we stuck in tradition? Is what he? I want someone to tell me but what, that what he's doing is wrong. He's attracting the youth. He's taking the music to the youth, and they're accepting it. A lot of kids are turning their lives over to Christ because now it's not the hymns that's doing it. Sometimes you got to change things to reach different people. Right, right. Now, and and and, yeah. and with saying that, see, I already hear it right now that some people are saying, "Well, you can't change that," or "Why do you have to change it if it worked for Grandmama?" And it worked for mama, it should work for me, and it should work for you. And, you know, and, and that's all well and good, but you have to remember we live in a different time now. The things that, you know, grandmama and mama saw and did were completely different from what, yes. you know, grandson, son, and great-grandchild are being exposed to. So you almost have to use, you, you know, it's like saying you got to fight fire with fire. You know, if you're trying to attract a certain type of, you know, mindset, you have to use the lure. You know, if you, it's like when you go fishing. You can't, just, you can't just fish with bread with, you know, to catch every fish. Some fish don't eat bread. You got to throw them a worm, and some fish won't eat worm. They want a little small fish, you know. And sometimes they just want to, they want to, uh, you know, sometimes you can't even use uh, fresh bait. You got to use old bait. Stale bait, cut bait, you know? And so there's different types of things that you have to do to attract that particular type of person. Right. And with country music, Mm -hmm. before we did this show, I thought about this all last week, and I listened to a lot of the country music. A lot of the country music is kind of like the blues with a different twang to it. It's, It's talking about a lot of relationship hurts, and a lot of it is talking about people in this country and the government. Mm-hmm. It's just they're just doing it in another. They're just doing it with a different sound to it. Now you have a Kanye West that says what he says in one of his songs. Oh, you got a problem. <laughs> you 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 have a problem the way that he said it. Now, what is the message behind country music? What is the message behind R&B? I think all of them are the same. I think different artists have different messages that they're sending out. I think the big question, Brian, is what's your level of thinking and what are you thinking when you hear it? Are you receiving the true message that they're saying? Yeah, you know, I also think in that, you know, you have, like you said, you have different messages. You have positive messages. You have negative messages. Listening to a song that has negative messages in it is not necessarily a bad thing. And some people I'm sure would just say, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. This is supposed to be an abundant solution, right? Well, here's the solution to this. You have to know what you're up against. So you have to know what you're up against. Like when I deal with youth, I try to relate to them based on what I know they've experienced and what they've been around. I can't go in and start talking to them about, you know, Smokey Robinson, you know what I mean, and the four tops. I got to go in and know something about 50 and Jay-Z and Soldier Boy and Lil Wayne. I got to know a little bit about them, even if I'm not, you know, necessarily focusing on them. You know, I got to be able to say, well, you know, you can't just, think that you're Keisha Cole because you can hold a note. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't just say that, oh, I'm Beyonce because I'm bootylicious. See, kids relate to that because that's who they, that's who they, they know who that is, you know? 
And so I have to be able, to, I have to not necessarily sit there and go buy this album and know every song on the album, but I do have to know enough about that album to combat the negativity in that album if I'm trying to get out a message to someone who may be a fan. Yes, and you, you know, know I have, like I have a nephew, and he loves Plies. And Plies is an artist. I didn't even know who he was until my sister and my sister was complaining about, you know, him listening to Plies and all Plies does is have his cursing music. And I had no idea who he was. Now, I had actually heard some of his music before, you know, but I didn't know that's who it was, you know. I mean, you hear it, people play it on the radio or whatever. And I didn't know who he was, you know. And so something said, I need to sit down and figure out who this is because I got to know what I'm up against when I talk to him, you know. And when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't believe this boy listening to this type of stuff. But it was the mentality that I was actually able to relate to because it wasn't necessarily the words he was saying, but it was the mentality that he expressed in those words that I was able to just sit back and say, okay, now I know how to approach this situation. And so I think you have to pull the message out of the music because not all negative songs so you can find a positive part in a negative song. That person said he used to do this and do that, and now he ballers, he a baller, and you know, whatever. Now, you know, if you do that kind of stuff, that's how dumb you're going to look. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, you know, I like I like Beyonce. I like Keisha Cole and Jill Scott and Mary J. Blige. There's a lot of them out there that I like. But because it's not, quote, gospel music. You shouldn't uh-huh. listen to it. You shouldn't listen to it. Okay? Why is that? These girls are giving women, these women are giving a strong message of what they had to overcome to get where they are right now. And uh-huh. you know as a black female, uh-huh. singing and being on stage, you know the sacrifices that Beyonce had to make. You know the struggle that Keisha made to get where she is so many times Doors were closed in her face, I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. I bet the struggle with her was so... Oh, I, Most people would probably have given up, but she didn't. She stuck with it. And Jill Scott and Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige talks about that in her new album. Mm-hmm. The Overcomers. Look at Fantasia. Because it's not, quote, gospel music, a lot of people don't hear it, and they miss, they're missing a beautiful message. Because you have a lot of women out there, Brian, that have been raped or molested or beat on or abused. And these women are giving, not not these particular women, but there's music out there that people that have gone through that, and they're giving a blueprint of how they got out of it. You know, Greg, I want to I chime in right quick on that. Because that made me think about the song with Mary J. Blige and Ludacris. Now, when people hear the name Ludacris, they already say, oh, he's misogynistic. He he makes those crazy uh, booty-shaking and booty songs and blah, 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 and that's all he talks about, and he's vulgar. But the song that he made, Runaway Love, with uh, Mary J. Blythe, that is one of my favorite songs because it's so true and it's heartfelt. And what they're talking about is something that's near and dear to my heart. They're talking about children and children that have endured abuse, physical, mental, emotional, sexual abuse, and the fact that they had to run away from it. Brian, let's go to a commercial, and then we'll come back, and I'll play the, the Keisha Cole song, which is one of my favorite songs. Okay. If someone you love has a problem with drugs and alcohol, isn't that expecting this? Yeah, but it's the right thing. There is something you can do. I think I'll be okay with this. Shh. Here he comes. Congratulations! You can celebrate his recovery every chance you get. For drug and alcohol treatment referral for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. Yo, Dad, have I told you how proud I am of you? Hey, thanks, son. What did I do? 
I think you're eating extra vegetables and snacking on apples. Just trying to stay healthy by eating my nine servings of fruits and vegetables a day. I even saw you slip carrot sticks in your gym bag. You noticed that? I sure did. Well, that's what you've got to do to stay healthy and fit. <laughs> and that's why you're my hero, my role model, my shining all right, star. All right, what do you want? The car, some cash, and your old school CD. <laughs> oh, my son. A message from the Department of Health and Human Services. Unfortunately, housing discrimination isn't always this obvious. If you think you've been a victim because of your race, color, national origin, sex, religion, disability, or family status, call 800-669-9777 or visit HUD.gov. Fair housing. It's not an option. It's the law. Brought to you by HUD and the Ad Council. Yes, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and tonight's topic is music versus the message. If you have a comment or a question about tonight's topic, our call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. You know, Greg, we were talking earlier about, you know, different artists, and you wanted to play a song from Keisha Cole's album. Yes, yes. And, you know, the one thing about Keisha Cole that, you know, because I watched, she's actually been on a reality show and it's talked a lot about her life Mm -hmm. and you know when you look at that it makes you you know I know for me it made me really want to see her succeed because you see the struggles that she went through she's not just a success story because she can sing but she really went through she really had a hard life yeah you know her mother was addicted to drugs you know she had she never met her father, you know, until I think like, there's a guy now that I believe is her father, or he came forth as her father, you know, while they were doing the show. Mm-hmm. You know, and so she grew up without a father. She grew up in a, you know, single-parent home. You know, her sister, you know, uh, grew up, and she really had emotional ties with her. And, you know, they went through a lot. And so just to hear her sing and just to see her success, Yes. You know, and to see how she pours her heart out to her friends and her family, you know, most people would say, well, look at what she wears in the videos, or look at how she looks this, or look at what she says. But you really have to understand where she came from, and that she is still growing as a person as well as an artist. And she's beautiful. She's beautiful outside, on the outside and on the inside. And, Brian, when you look at her, you see strength, power. You see hurt. You see so much pain, but when she opens her mouth, it's like an angel. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's like it's like God is speaking through her, and it's it's a it's just a powerful thing. And people just look at her so different. But Brian, I want to play this song by her, and, and the name of the song is Just Like You. And I'm gonna do 
hearing that what do you think about that you know it it almost sounds like i knew what the song was going to say before it came on because that's exactly what i talked about prior to you know she's just like us she's gone through the same type of things she's experiencing the same type of things that we've experienced you know and the difference is that she's an artist and she's on a platform where she can tell everybody about what she went through and how she's still enduring, you know, and, yeah. and it's a beautiful song. I, I love to hear her sing because she just has a such a beautiful and genuine voice. It doesn't sound like it's doctored up or made up or anything else, you know, and even when, you know, even with watching her show, you know, she'll get on there and she'll just sing up a storm. You know, mm-hmm. I can recall they were all, you know, going out to eat for someone's birthday and, Somebody handed her a microphone, and she just did an impromptu concert in, you know, in the restaurant, you know. <laughs> and it just shows just how genuine she is. It's not a really, with her, it seems like it's not really about the fact that, you know, I'm going to go out here and make a million dollars and sell a million records, you know, singing this song. It's right. about the fact that she has a true love of music and a true love for entertaining people. Right. Brian, you know, let me play and she just comes across so genuine. Brian, let me play two minutes of Kirk Franklin's song. It's called mm-hmm. Imagine Me.
I, I know I said two minutes, but I, I, I was just imagining me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to say anything because I knew that's what was going on. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's so many women. So many people have fought through so much. And right now, people on the outside are saying that person was left for dead. The person that raped that young girl, molested that young girl, was sent to kill that person's dream, but now this person is on stage. Imagine her. The man, the little boy that was raped in the church is now getting Grammy nominations. He's walking across the stage with that trophy in his hand. Imagine him. Now, somebody sent the enemy to destroy these people. But look at these people now. People like Kirk Franklin and Keisha Cole and, and, and all these stars out there, there is a story behind their glory. There is a story. We don't know what that story is. Now, they may share some of the things with us, but we were not there when the ugly things happened to them. And, Brian, you and I talk about it all the time. Life will do two things to you. It'll make you bitter or it'll make you better. Look at Oprah. So many people say they want to be Oprah. I want to be just like Oprah. Or, 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 or do you really? Are you sure what you're saying? Because if you take out one thing that happened to Oprah, Oprah probably wouldn't be Oprah. Right. You can't take those ingredients out. You can't jump from little girl to billionaire. You have to go through the steps. Now, everybody's not going to experience that kind of thing that she went through. Everybody's not going to experience that. But sometimes we're chosen to suffer for others. And it has nothing to do with Brian and Greg when we're going through suffering. It has to do with us being there to do something to help someone else that's coming behind us. Absolutely. You know... When I listen to these songs, uh, these last two songs, when I listen to them, I try not to listen as just being objective, but I really try to feel what the person was talking about, you know, because that's how you really can truly enjoy music. When you feel what they're, when you can feel what they're talking about and you can relate to the music that, you know, when you can relate to the words, as opposed to just bopping your head to the beat, that's really when you know this is good music. You know, I, I, I listen to, uh, there's a favorite group of mine, um, and I actually, when I was in the music industry, um, I fashioned myself after this group. And we're going to play a little bit um, of their song on commercial. We'll be right back. What's up? We're Boys and Men. How do we educate our kids so they have a fighting chance in today's world? We don't have to tell you that children face pretty tough challenges these days. We adults need to go the extra mile to make sure our kids find something in school that really sparks their interest, like music. Teenagers who study music and arts tend to find tough science and math concepts easier to grasp. It has to do with development of something called spatial IQ. And music and creativity go together, too. We know from our own lives that teachers who appreciate creative thinking embrace our love of music. So, help prepare your children for life. Encourage them to learn to love music. A PSA brought to you by MENC, the National Association for Music Education, Gibson Guitar, Baldwin Piano, and this station. March is Music in Our Schools Month. Music, part of a sound education. Vanessa Williams has one of the best voices in modern music. Did you ever wonder what got her hooked on music when she was growing up? My fondest memory of music in school would have to be playing French horn in the high school orchestra. Under the direction of Mr. Angelo Morosco, we got a chance to travel all over the world. We went to Caracas, Venezuela, Miami, Florida, Nassau, Bahamas, and Seekonk, Massachusetts. Music is like team sports, says Williams. Kids are in it together. Music is good for kids because it teaches you a craft. 
It demands perfection that forces you to excel. And it also allows you to be a part of something beautiful that makes wonderful music that transcends all kind of boundaries. A PSA brought to you by MENC, the National Association for Music Education, Gibson Guitar, Baldwin Piano, and this station. Music, part of a sound education. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Tonight's topic is music versus message. And, you know, we talked a little bit before the break about, you know, one of my favorite groups of all time, Boys to Men. And, uh, you know, I can remember when they first did that, when they did their first song, Motown Philly, and how they came out, and it was just so different, you know, of how their sound literally revolutionized the 80s and early 90s, you know. And I can, well, I think it was more like the early 90s, very late 80s, but they revolutionized the music industry with their sound because they had what they called the Motown Philly sound. And so, you know, their music wasn't a, you know, a negative type of, you know, hey, girl, you know, this, this, that. When they sang the music, you could feel what they were talking about. And I know it was just, you know, a lot of people say, well, they did have some, you know, kind of risque kind of songs like, uh, and all that stuff, you know, but... Once they evolved out of that, because, of course, there was a growing process that they that they went through, you can't really find any negative music in what they sang because they sang music that they, people could relate to. You know, and I can remember when I first started in the music industry, you know, I was in that same boat. I had these songs that I had written that were all kind of, you know, on the risque side of doing this and doing that. And as I grew as an artist, I started to write more heartfelt songs, and I actually got a nickname of Be Love because I used to write love songs, but but the love songs that I wrote weren't necessarily about, you know, hey, I want to make love to you, but they were more like heartfelt type of, you know, hey, I'm sorry that I hurt you, I'll never do that again, or, you know, let me show you, you know, how you're supposed to be treated type of music, you know, where there was there was a positive message out of that. And I think that's what that we're that's something that we're kind of lacking nowadays because nowadays you hear the artists and a lot of them could really really sing but their labels are saying uh-uh we know you can sing and that's great we're not going to market this song we're going to market the song that we know will make the most sales initially we want to sexy you guys up or sexy you ladies up so that people will buy the album based on your look and not necessarily on the sound. We want to sell the total package to people. And I think that kind of puts a, a kind of a dark eye on the music industry in general. Yeah, but, you know, Boys to Men never did cater to that. They didn't fall into that craziness. They they continue to sing love, true love songs. They really right. didn't get into all of this fad and this crazy stuff, exploiting women. You know, and all that type of thing. They really didn't get into that. I, I think their message is genuine. And right now they have, uh, they've, they've gone and they've redone a lot of songs, a lot of old songs. So yeah. it's like they're refusing to lower their standards to what uh, the, the media wants them to do or the, the, radio, the, the record company wants them to do. Right. You know, and, and again, it's, I, I really believe it's because they, they just stuck to their guns and it's also because they had a genuine sound that people wanted to hear. You know, they didn't care if music was playing behind them. They could get out and they could sing a cappella, which, you know, is actually a strength of, of the group that I was in. You know, we used to get out and we'd sing an a cappella medley of about seven, eight different songs from, you know, the Four Tops to, you know, the Temptations. And, you know, we'd put everybody's music in it. And so... That really was the strength of our group, and we attribute a lot of that to, you know, boys to men. You know, I had lots of different, you know, and my music, I'm an eclectic type of person. I like lots of different types of artists. I love the Oak Ridge Boys, you know, because of their, of their a cappella music, you know, and I love the group Alabama because they could sing, you know. It wasn't just, you know, and that's country music, and, you know, 
Here it is. I'm a little black boy from South Florida. What am I doing listening to country music? But I love the sound of music. It wasn't necessarily the beat. Now, of course, I listen to all types of music, but, you know, my true favorites are people who could really, really sing, and they had a message in their music. Yeah, we have to pay close attention to what's been what's been said. Right now, we have uh, one of the artists uh, that we mentioned in the bulletin, A1. He's got a song, I, tear, I think it's Tearing the Walls Down. Mm-hmm. And, and I really like that particular song. I I don't have it on here. I know that I, I'm going to play it. I'm going to put it on one of our shows, and I'm going to play it. And uh, it's he's really sending out a strong message. It's such a strong message that he's sending out. A lot of rappers, they're sending out so many different things that it's just crazy. I'm sorry, Mr. A1. It's 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 not tear the walls down. It's tear it down. It, it it's a it's the song. It's a really nice song. Yeah, I butchered it. I know I did. I know he's gonna kill me. He and his wife Janelle, they're gonna kill me. But <laughs> you know, A1, the song is so so put together, so well put together. You know, it's kind of hard for me to stay with that. I I have to say, it's tearing down something. <laughs> it's tearing down strongholds, and it's really a lot of people should really listen to it. Because it, it, it's really definitely helping a lot of people. And a lot of people turn, when they hear about, you know, people in the gospel rapping, oh, they turn their ears to that. But why would you do that? This is definitely reaching the kids. That's what they want. The kids are into rap. That's what they're into. But guess what? The enemy is also in the music as well. The enemy used to be the angel of music. Am I right, Brian? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're not gonna go there, and he and and so many times a lot of these kids are, are are being programmed by this music that they listen to, and a lot of times we don't really understand what is it or why are these kids acting this way. Well, what are they listening to? What are they listening to? You are what you allow to come inside of you. You are what you eat. <laughs> <laughs> if you eat the wrong kind of bread, that's what you're gonna get. So, Brian, you and I know when we go out to the detention centers, it, everybody can't relate to these kids. I'm sorry, you just can't. Everybody can't. If you're not out there trying to figure out what these kids are doing, you're lost. That's why a lot of times these kids are rejected in the schools. That's why these kids are rejected in the church, because there's a message that these kids are trying to give, but we're missing it. So a lot of times they express it in their music. Yes. You know, I want to talk about that just briefly. When you listen to these, most, and a lot of the music, that, that what's, what you hear in current hip-hop and current, you know, what they call gangster music, it was actually born out of struggle. It was born out of the struggle that these kids were going through when they lived in the inner city, so they rapped about it on music. And when they passed it around, everybody could relate to it, so they listened as well. You know, everybody said, oh, yeah, I went through that. I was shot three times because I was wearing the wrong color. You know, that was a, those were the things that, you know, that, that I know about. That's how it was in my hood, so to speak. You know, so it's like once they, once they bought it and they listened to it, they told everybody. And now these guys, you know, are getting these national acclaim from the from the music that they're putting out. You know, today's music is more like, okay, we got to sell records. It's not about a struggle. It's not about what I went through in the hood. It's about me making a million dollars, sporting a million dollar chain, got a two million dollar house with five hundred thousand dollars worth of rims and tires and sound in my car. You know, Man, let's go. We have a we have a caller on. Let's go to the caller. Sure. Caller from the 609 area code. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's going on, Brian? What's going on, Greg? You know who What's it up? is. It's your boy A1. Hey, <laughs> hey he's calling in because I butchered, it. I butchered it, the, the title of his butchered song. Butchered so, so he called butchered in. <laughs> Everyone's going to call the radio stations now and, and, and request the own John because you messed up the name. <laughs> so you know what? Hey, A1, I guess I'm going to have to butcher uh, Keisha Coles and then she'll call in too, huh? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, turnabout is fair play, you know. <laughs> but you know what they want? I didn't butcher the message, though. 
that's what's most important is the message, you know. Give us the message behind that song. Um, the, the message behind the song is basically, you know, every every generation gets a little more wicked, a little more wise, and the wicked has been allowed to kind of like, uh, been allowed to run rampant while the wise has been suppressed. So what we have now are is a generation who's stuck and living in strongholds and no one is doing anything about it. I mean, it, it, it's a song that talks about, you know, just tearing down all of the things that we've allowed to build itself up to these grand monuments and strongholds in our lives, whether it's the glorification through music with drugs or promiscuity, um, rebellion, whatever it is, we need to really tear those things down and, and just get a return to, you know, the things of God, of holiness and righteousness. And the biggest part about it is that, you know, we've been blinded because the moral compass has been skewed so terribly that what is immoral has now been seen as moral, and what's moral is almost we're ashamed of. I mean, I, 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 could, I could go into it deep. I mean, you know, they, 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 the, the presidential candidates, some of them who I won't name because I'm just not going to go out like that, but some of them are, are worried about, you know, getting homosexuality taught in schools, and at the same time you have the White House taking the Ten Commandments down from out front of the um, courthouses. So I'm like, the more, the things that are really important, they're trying to do away with, and then the things that are unacceptable, they're just trying to make them acceptable. And we need to tear that mindset down, that mentality, mentality down, and bring back what's really good, what's really honest, what's really holy, what's really wonderful. You know, those things are things of God. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, Brian, you know what? That's what we were talking about at the beginning of this show. We were talking about being real, Mm-hmm. and doing what's right. Yes, absolutely. You know, and again, when you're listening to this, to to any music, you know, that beat gets in your head. The, the sound gets in your head. You know, it's in your head, and you can't get rid of it. You know, I can remember, like, there's a song that my children love from high school musical. It's We're All In This Together. I cannot get that song out of my head, and I hate that song. And it's not because it's not a good song. It's a great song. It's just that I'm tired of listening to it, <laughs> but it, it's in my head. You know, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we get when we get back, we're going to talk about what you can do to get the music and the message right. We'll be right back. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh! Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. If you had to decide who deserves to go to college, who would it be? A single mom coming back to class with dreams of being a nurse? Or a high school grad intent on a biotechnology career? A police officer learning more about homeland security? Or an out-of-work technician who needs new skills to get a job? Every American deserves a chance for a better future. And community colleges are that gateway for millions of Americans. Our communities and local businesses depend on the students we educate. Today, enrollment at community colleges is growing dramatically, but funding to serve these students is not keeping pace. We need your support to keep the door of opportunity open for all. Important futures are riding on community colleges, including our nation's. Community colleges, the face of America, the future of America. This message is from the American Association of Community Colleges. Treat me with understanding. Treat me with respect. Drug and alcohol addiction is an equal opportunity disease. Treat me without judgment. Individuals in recovery come from all walks of life and deserve to be treated with respect for winning one of the hardest battles there is. Treat me with courtesy. Treat me with humanity. Alcohol and drug addiction deserves proper treatment. For drug and alcohol information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. 
We're back with the Abundant Solutions Hour, and tonight's show topic is called Music Versus Message. And, you know, Greg, what are some of the ways that we can, you know, get our children, our adults? I mean, I think adults are just as, you know, pervasive as children when it comes to listening to negative, you know, listening and watching negative images and negative sounds, you know, in media. You know, what are some of the ways that we can you know, kind of turn the tide on this. You know, I mean, I know that it's very difficult to get it out of the, their eyes. You know, I'm I, just going to the mall tonight. Uh, my children had their 11th birthday, and we're going to the mall to just hang out, buy some stuff. And, you know, you see it everywhere. There's no getting away from the negative images. You know, and and then you hear the music. You can ride down the street, and I guarantee you, uh, if you're in a main area, you're gonna hear some negative music. So, what are some of the ways that we can shield ourselves? Well, not necessarily, sh- well, shield ourselves, but also, what are some of the ways we can prevent, you know, us becoming what we hear? You know, because you say you are what you eat. But what if you're not wanting? What if you don't want to eat it? I think we have to stop being judgmental, for one. I think we have to find out what it is that make our kids or, or what's making this younger generation uh, tick. And I think Kirk Franklin, a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people don't like what he does. A lot of people don't like a lot of things that he's doing. But ask yourself this question, what are you doing? What are you doing out there to reach out to these kids? Are you one of the ones dogging the kids out because of the way that they dress when they come to church? Did you forget that you were young at some point and you did crazy things? See, a lot of times we as as adults, we forget that we were young and crazy just like these kids. But, Brian, a lot of the adults are just as crazy and wild as this younger generation. How many times have you been somewhere and a song come on or you're in a store and a song come on, you hear an older older person holler, that's my song, <laughs> and they start dancing? But yet, oh, yeah. you see them on Sundays. But they want to pass judgment against the younger kids. You can't do that. You can't reach them that way. When you pass judgment on these young kids, the door is closed immediately. You have no opening with them. They will cut you off so fast. And no matter what you say, you're just talking. They don't understand what you're saying at this point. They've turned, they've turned their ears off to you. They're not trying to hear that. These kids will only give you a few seconds into their world. Now, they will give you that opportunity to come in. It's what we do and how we try to come in. What worked a long time ago is not working now. I think we all need to get together, and we need to give the kids a voice. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to stop this overnight. Arguing and complaining and dogging the kids out about they're not doing this and they're not doing That's not going to happen. That's not gonna. That that will not change the situation at all. That will make. That would only make it worse. So I think we need to stop passing judgment against these kids. I think that's the number one thing. Yes, yes. You know, and and, and I totally agree. We have about four minutes left in the show, and you know, I just want to chime in on on what Greg was talking about about passing judgment. You know, a lot of times when you hear what the kid, because I'm always getting on the kids about you know, making sure they're doing the right thing. And I try not to be as judgmental as I sound, you know, because I understand, you know, they're just kids and they're going to be kids. And, you know, I'll tell them what I think the right thing to do is, and I'll always give them the option. You know, this is your, you know, you got to do this. You got to make this bed. You got to live it. You know, you got to, you know, how, how do they say, you know, you gotta you gotta sleep in that bed, that you, you know. <laughs> and so, I try not to be as judgmental, but at the same time, I try to stay as firm as possible because I want them to understand, you know. And I even do this with with some adults, you know, because some people fashion me to be, I guess, a sort of like my the family counselor or the family. What a, my my younger cousins call me, the family pastor. <laughs> you know, and not that I'm a pastor or ordained or anything. It's just that that's what they call me because they always look to me for, you know, guidance or, you know, 
they, they'll call me when they have an issue, and they'll say, what do you think? We know you think with a level head sometimes, so, you know, and I say sometimes because it's probably less than that. But, <laughs> you know, they'll call and they'll ask me what what is the best decision, you know, to make on this issue, and I'll tell them, this is what I believe, but you do what you think is right, you know. And so I think what we have to do is we have to give our children an an outlet that's a positive outlet. You know, if they like music, let them play the piano or violin or, you know, or the trumpet or something like that. You know, like my children, they play violin. I I recall um, there's a gentleman called the Mad Violinist, Ashanti Floyd, and he started out playing the violin as a youth. And now he's producing top name artists like T Pain and Young Buck and you know, he was the artist in residence at the Britney Spears camp. You know, so and he's also the artist in residence at the American Idol camp. You know, so he's doing a lot of great things and it's because he took the violin a sport you know, and made it a sport. <laughs> and I always uh, you know, that's what I consider it to him because he plays it with reckless abandonment. I mean, I tell him that he sings through the bow. And he made he made me have a greater appreciation for music and I was already an artist. You know, so I think that's important that we get those type of positive messages out to our children. You know, if that's what they want to, you know, if they like music, introduce them to different types of music. You know, everybody can't grow up and be a rapper. You know, grow up and be a producer. You know, get them, get them, their minds involved in the larger part of music if that's what they like. You know, and maybe if we get enough of them involved in music on a positive side, when they grow older, that older generation will be able to mold and shape what we listen to, and it will, you know, thus become a positive message that goes out. Greg, are you still there? Yes, I am. All right, all right. We got about thirty seconds. Why don't you take us out tonight? Again, I, I say to everybody, let's let's stop being judgmental and let's listen to the message because because there is clearly a message and there is a gift behind what these artists are doing. There is really a gift in it, and there is a message. You've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and I believe we've met our goal tonight of being more, doing more, and having more. We'll see you. Wednesday night. God bless. Blog Talk Radio.